0: Hello, this is Chuck Solomon, and welcome to the Candidate Experience Podcast, where we focus on the job candidate journey from apply to onboard and the space in between. Let's get started. You care about the candidate experience. But have you ever wondered exactly how to bring your company to that next level and offer a world-class experience to your candidates? It's not easy. Fortunately, Candidate.FYI can help. Their solution guides candidates through your hiring journey, enhancing transparency and communication at every touch point. You'll also gain valuable insights on what's working and what's not with your hiring process. Best of all, it integrates directly with your ATS. Head on over to candidate.fyi and see how to transform your company's candidate experience today. Welcome to the Do Your Homework episode. My special guest, Line Hire CEO. Nina Merclina shares her insights into enhancing the job candidate experience. Pay special attention to the tips she offers to both companies that are hiring as well as job candidates on improving the hiring journey. If you like what you hear on this podcast, please subscribe and do share with others. Want to comment, discuss, provide feedback, you can send me a note via LinkedIn or via the contact form on our website, www.thecx.xyz. Thanks for listening, and here's my interview. Nina, how did you get into recruiting?
1: Oh, uh, that was an interesting story to share. Well, I am from Moscow, and uh, which you may have noticed from my accent. Sure. <laughs> um, so I'm uh, already naturalized uh, U.S. citizen. I uh, live uh, here with my family in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Uh, I got into recruiting by accident, pretty much like uh, every single recruiter out there. Uh, straight after my software selling experience was uh, um, kind of interesting. And my former boss invited me to join an executive search company. So um, uh, that's how I ended up there. Um, after working there for many years I started my own recruiting agency, uh, sure. which grew pretty quickly. And uh, then I moved to US and um that's pretty much the whole story. Oh, I'm looking back and um it makes me feel old because uh, I did start um I did start my recruiting career in uh, 90s, so uh late 90s. So, so before time, LinkedIn. <laughs> yes. Um so yeah, I um Probably interviewed about i don't know one thousand over one thousand people over over a lifetime, and I've read countless resumes uh, i don't even I'm afraid even to think about the number hundred thousand i don't know <laughs> a lot
0: that's a that's a pretty big number Ooh. so um what do you do now?
1: Well, I run a company uh, that um, dedicated to help hiring managers. Build their teams and hire more efficiently. So we call it Line Hire.
0: So just so everyone knows, um, Nina is uh, is my boss. She's the CEO of Line Hire, um, and was uh, was and still is a big supporter of mine in starting this podcast. So um, so thank you for uh, thank you for your support.
1: No, thank you, Chuck. I think your podcast idea was brilliant. I like listening to your interviews. You know, uh, I often learn from the people you you speak to because uh, sometimes they share some really unique perspectives and um, that actually sometimes, you know, um, results in certain processes that we change, you know, and we can implement and so that we can deliver better experience to the candidates, to the employers, to all involved parties.
0: Sure, I agree. What would you say is the biggest challenge that companies are facing hiring-wise these days?
1: I would say bandwidth. Bandwidth probably is the biggest challenge at the moment. Uh, Well, talking about the recruiting efforts in particular. Yes. um, Companies just don't have enough bandwidth. Uh, I think that's one of the main reasons why it leads to uh, negative experience for candidates. They uh, they all fall into this so-called black hole of companies' applicant tracking systems, of, and the whole uh, the recruiting process currently takes longer than it used to, uh, which is a, which is a, which amazes me. And ultimately, it of course impacts the company's employer brand, and that is not not in a, obviously in a bad way. Um, I think that this is something that absolutely has to be changed.
0: Yeah, it doesn't doesn't sound good.
1: I honestly think that. Um, one of the reasons uh, the company is lacking bandwidth, it's also because they, of course, don't want to add extra recruiting headcounts sure. uh, into their recruiting teams. They know that it's expensive to hire um, recruiting agencies, whether it's big companies or small freelance uh, recruiting help. Uh, the process takes longer, as I mentioned already. It's uh, It almost grew I think uh like over fifty or, or I think it doubled in length lately i already d- don't remember exact number, I think it takes on average about what forty to fifty days right now to onboard uh a person on average, but I'm not sure how how proper the average number is. It's kinda it could be a little bit of a statistical um error there, but that's what i've uh, i've I've remembered from when I looked at this last,
0: yeah, wow. No, one would really expect that with sort of all the advances, um, like with LinkedIn or Indeed and social media and sort of other HR tech tools and stuff that are now available companies, um, I, you know, I would expect that the time to hire would actually be trending downward and not upward. Um,
1: you would think that it's going to be faster, but it's not.
0: Yeah. So why is it that companies aren't investing more in recruiting?
1: Well, I think companies sometimes think they do, but I also think that historically uh, there is a lot of the like, recruiting. I think is a little bit of a reactive industry, and um, historically talent acquisition hiring practices were all seen as like a back office admin function, a cost center, sure, and uh, just a pure expense for majority of companies, even those. Really announce publicly proclaim that staff is our main resource that it is strategic advantage, and etc. It's still recruiting is still seen as a back office admin function, and um, th- to my mind, this is the major strategic mistake for for most of the companies right now. Uh, people in the un- obviously departments are understaffed, and um, people are overworked. Uh, candidates don't hear feedback not because there is a mean recruiter out there. It's just that the recruiter just doesn't have enough bandwidth to get in touch with everybody. It became impersonal um, for for the better or for for worse. Um, And um, I think that the average performance of recruiting departments right now is, uh, um, I would say, extremely, extremely hindered by by, uh, lack of bandwidth.
0: Sure. Yeah. So, just for the record, um, and I hear from job seekers all over the country all the time. There are some bad recruiters out there. Um, I just heard this this awful story. This is actually coming from a candidate that was dealing with a third party recruiting agency, and the candidate decided they didn't want the job. And this was a job with a well known Fortune five hundred company. They just decided. That they were, they were, they had other options because candidates have lots of options these days. And they, they relayed to me, um, he said, he said, for one, the process went way too long, and for for two, that it was like the recruiting agency was kind of like keeping them away from the actual hiring manager. And he wanted to talk to the hiring manager. He didn't really want to talk to the recruiting agency. He wasn't going to be working with the recruiting agency. And he just decided that he's going to take a, another job, and and I think he made a wise decision there. But um, what he said is, once he declined, that the recruiting agency was just really like rude to him and like berating him, like saying that you know you're making a big mistake here and stuff. So, um, so just for the record, there are. Um, there are bad recruiting agencies out there. Well, I, I out
1: the, there. Well, there are yeah. some bad examples also. I yeah. think because the barrier of entry into recruiting industry is uh, reasonably uh, reasonably small. Sure. It, well, There is no college degree, right? Sure. You become a recruiter, as I said before, by accident. Yep. And whatever practices you learn along the way, those are your practices. And not everyone is lucky to work in good companies like I have. Yeah,
0: agree. So going back to the the companies um for a second, it it seems really short-sighted for the companies that, you know, as you mentioned, you know, companies tout their, you know, our staffers are our most important asset, but then the staff that are actually involved with the hiring, onboarding um, and then retention of these people, they're they're just overworked, under-resourced and stuff. It just seems really short-sighted to me.
1: Well, yeah, I agree completely. I I think that companies are not really fully realizing that the change is already happening. Uh, The change is happening in the workplace everywhere. And the way how can this find new jobs, and it's not even the, I'm not even talking about the internet as a way of communication or delivering a resume, right? We don't need any more to fax it or send it by mail. Right, um, right. but the, the whole uh, process is how to acquire talent is evolving too. So, um, in some industries, obviously, it happens faster than in others. Some uh, some industries are still you know stuck in dark ages, but uh, the change is happening everywhere and it will impact all industries, uh, 100% of them, sure. So, um, yeah, so um, so that's that, and I also think that a lot of practices, you know, I mentioned before, uh, recruiting industry is somewhat very conservative. Sure. Uh, and rightfully so, because in recruiting in essentially deals with people's lives, right? With careers, with uh, with a lot of uh, a lot is on the line. So, some level of conservative approaches is uh, actually justified. But um, the many processes, you know, and approaches how we deal with this process is completely outdated. Um, for example, um, you know, back when I started identifying candidates was a very expensive, long process. Right now, identifying a candidate takes literally seconds. Uh, ever since the uh, our Rolodex has hit the cloud, thank you, LinkedIn, by the way. Um, it takes literally seconds to identify a person.
0: Do you think it's any easier today to go ahead and convince them to take a new job?
1: I don't think so. as you know what i I mentioned before right now. Uh, I can quickly identify a possible candidate for a job but it's not that easy to get in touch with that person. The abundance of communication and the abundance of various channels of communication led to the um to the kind of a counter reaction from people we filter all incoming information and actually human contact the quality conversation became um a rarity. It's a it's a it's a hard currency right now to actually have a human being talking to you. And um and it's everything. A lot of things could be automated in the recruiting industry. Mm-hmm. But there is one thing that you cannot automate completely is building relationships. And everything about hiring is about relationship.
0: I agree. Building relationships is key. With not only those that you hire, but also with those that you don't hire, uh, 100 people apply for a position, that one person gets the position, and then the 99 other people are, you know, what do you do with the other people? Um, I'm still hearing from job seekers that probably a good 50% of them aren't even hearing anything. It's that proverbial dark hole, yeah, black no hole of that yeah,
1: yeah, the Good people. news travels fast kind of thing, right? So it's like, if they like it, you're going to hear from them soon.
0: Yeah, um, I but I think that, you know, how you deal with the other 99 that don't get the job is, I think, is equally as important to um, how you deal with that one. So um, especially for, you know, um direct to consumer kind of companies and stuff. Oh, so
1: I'd, because those are those are going to have really, really big taste in their mouth.
0: Yeah. I don't um I I think it's really simple. At, at the very least, the applicant tracking system can be set up that once the job is closed, that it e- emails everyone, even if it's that standard email that says Hey, sorry, we hired. You know, went with someone else. Thanks for your interest. Even if it's just that, I think that's better than nothing, because um, there's a lot of candidates that are still just hearing nothing. What I think is a step beyond this is actually if a candidate has gone, you know, at it, through some level of process, either a phone entry or something, and at that point the company decides, yeah, we're this is not the person we want to hire. Like don't wait. Let the person know. (laughs) Email them and say you can say the same same rejection. Thanks for for, you know your interest in our company, but where you know we're moving forward with other candidates. Like just close the loop and let people know so they can move on. Um, better yet, if you can provide some kind of feedback, like this is really what we're looking for. And we didn't feel like you had that experience.
1: Double-edged sword for many companies, unfortunately, and the whole proper feedback or actually constructive feedback on the rejection is a very, 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 um, I would say diplomatic thing to do.
0: Yeah, what I've heard cuz I've asked this of of hiring companies um directly like why don't you offer any feedback and uh, you know number one answer is they're they're afraid of being sued. Of um, I had I had another company HR manager say, you know, that they the a candidate asked for some feet constructive feedback and they did provide some constructive feedback and the HR manager was yelled at by the person. Um, it's I guess it's one thing to ask for feedback. It's a second thing to actually accept what the, that feedback is. Any other tips that companies without a big budget, say a small, medium-sized business, um, on what they can do to improve the candidate journey?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that you have to start with reviewing job description. Job description due diligence truly is probably the critical part of uh, succeeding in finding a proper person. Make sure that you do not look for a five-legged sheep. Go into details, look at the market conditions, make sure that your job descriptions and role parameters are relevant, not only to your company and to your current needs, but also to the current labor market. So this is a priority then absolutely uh, improve your recruiting process. So make it so that you can communicate everything to applicants in the proper way. Um, of, often, even though you would think uh, it's, it's the problem for the small company with no budget, but even large companies with big budgets, Fortune 500 companies, they fail to communicate their hiring process uh, and it's really, really not good. <laughs>
0: Sure. you
1: should know what what's ahead of them what the hiring journey would uh, would take how many interviews they will have to uh have to plan for how who they're going to talk to names so that they can prepare properly and sure. all of that should be planned in advance and it's actually not that difficult but make sure that the uh, people that search for your candidates whether it's internal talent acquisition team or external uh, agencies, make sure that they fully understand what are you after. Make sure that you brief them thoroughly. Uh, make sure that you communicate back with all the candidates that you have rejected. I know it doesn't sound feasible for many companies, but it's actually is doable if it's planned. So that's what I would. Uh, so that's what I would suggest: communication. Personal communication with the world is the key.
0: Agreed. Any suggestions that you would have for job candidates to perhaps stand out in the
1: interview process? Absolutely. Do your homework. Primarily. The very first thing. Do, <laughs> do your, your homework. homework. <laughs> do your homework. The homework is the difference between landing and job or not. Research the company. Information is out in the open. Make sure that you understand everything, regardless whether you're going for a junior position or a top executive position. Read the latest news. Look at the press releases. Look, analyze a little bit in advance. Maybe you can even come with a proposition of sort during the interview that will uh, that will make you indispensable team member right away. So be prepared. That's one thing. Um, For junior people, it's very important to learn how to present themselves the best. And there are plenty of resources out there that can coach and train them. Some are free, some are expensive. There is a whole variety of possibilities to learn. There are countless videos on YouTube uh, talking about this, totally free of charge. Speak to recruiters, speak to hiring managers, ask for feedback, be proactive. It's, um, it's all in the end, um, sometimes luck, but you can increase your odds dramatically if you come prepared. So yeah, things are personal. Sometimes we luck out. Sometimes it's pure chance, but it's the preparation that makes a difference. That's my, my advice to all job, job seekers. And, oh, and another one, don't try to go everywhere. Focus your job search. Be sure. Make sure that you don't spray and pray your resume for every job out there. Focus on something that is most likely um, more feasible in your particular uh, situation. Consult with others. People are eager to give advice. Uh, so consult with others.
0: Yeah, I like what you said. Do your homework. Something <laughs> you might probably say to your kids and mine as well. So oh, yeah? do, your, do your homework. I, I say this
1: to the, myself a lot.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh that's true um uh, interesting I've been attending these um Google for startups um, sessions that they're talking about um, they have Google folks that are local to us in North Carolina that are presenting on how you know tips for how startups can hire and I've been I've attended um, two out of the three I think there's another one coming up but um, they talked about the, the Google hiring process, which is pretty uh-huh. interesting, but really what they're looking for um, in the hiring process is are really like sort of EQ stuff um, or soft skill sort of things. And they have a very, very uh, strict um, uh, matrix that the a rubric is what they use um, to assess people on. And so um, I I asked the question, I said, so with all these questions, can you Google the answers for Google interview questions? And um, they agreed and said, yes, you certainly can. So um, but but they mix it up a lot, too. So um, it's not not as easy um, as Googling thing, but it speaks to your um, do your homework.
1: Yes, absolutely. You can prepare to many things. Obviously, some candidates take it to a completely different level and uh, learn how to absolutely kill an interview. But that's the uh, sometimes it does not necessarily predict a good performance. So, that's another kind of a problem that a lot of companies are working on how to actually predict a possible performance. Human beings are not that simple.
0: Yeah, the um, you know I I say this all the time that interviewing, um, which actually Google crunched the numbers on this, and the maximum number of interviews someone should go through is four, and they certainly have the the data uh, to back that up. But um, interviewing does a great job of of determining how well someone does in an interview. And that may or may not um, predict how well someone will actually do in the job. So, That's true. yeah, I wish there was more progress in because um, I've spoken to a few folks about like, how do we. You know, how does one go ahead and sort of do like job tryouts um, and, uh, you know, which is it's really it is a difficult thing to do. But um, do you really want to know how well someone interviews or do you really want something that's a better predictor of how well they'll do in the job? So more to come on that. Nina, thanks for your insights today.
1: Oh, thank you very much. And you're very welcome, Chuck. It was a pleasure. Um.
0: My pleasure as well. So Nina, how can people get a hold of you if they want to contact you?
1: Oh, that's easy. Reach me via LinkedIn. Um, My name there is Nina Merklina Morrison or via our website, linehire.com, which is uh, L-I-N-E-H-I-R-E.com. I'll be happy to hear from you.
0: Thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening to the Candidate Experience podcast. You can reach out to us via our website, vcx.xyz. That's thecx.xyz.